Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Blue Talks. Have you noticed that our world is changing? Have you watched the news lately? These pictures are just a few representations of what's happening in our world. Our people are dying. Human rights that we've fought for for a hundred years are going away. Our children are being slaughtered and a world war is being threatened. It can feel like there's no way out. It can feel like tomorrow may never even come. And it's hard in that place to feel like you want to get out of bed and make a difference. And what I came here today to talk about is I know what that feels like. And I've been in that place. Five years ago, I was driving to work just like any other day. I was stopped at a red light and I was hit from behind by a truck at 55 miles per hour. I sustained a traumatic brain injury, and as a result, I lost all of my memories, and five years ago, I could no longer read and write. Five years ago, I was having seizures, and the police found me in the park in the snow behind my house because I wasn't even able to stay conscious long enough to walk my dog. I was a single mom of a nine-year-old little girl, and the way we spent our days was me teaching her how to dial 911 when she found me unconscious. That's what no way out feels like for me. And what happens is, and I don't know if you guys recognize this, but when you get in a car accident or do anything and you break your back, for instance, they know how to fix it. If you break your brain, nobody knows what to do. So they put me in the dark. And for six months, I sat in the dark. No screens, no television, no reading. Can you imagine no phone? But they told me that I needed to rest my brain. And if I didn't, I had no chance of being able to mother my daughter ever again. So I did it. The only thing I was allowed to do was color. And I was a grown woman. So, that's me, six months after my brain injury. You can't see it, but they shaved parts of my hair. I had over 50 leads in my head. And you can't really see it in this picture, but there's a zipper that's coming out of the back of my head, and I had to wear a pack on my side and leads on my body. And I was sitting with my mom in my car, and I had to go in and get my daughter. And all I could think about in this picture is, She's going to be so ashamed of me. 
I have to find a different way. So what happened, not long after that picture, six months into the darkness, I went to my neurologist, and he had great news for me. He showed up, he had a report in his hand, and he walked up to me and he said, Crystal, you won't believe it. You made it, look. And I said, what? He said, you're in the 30th percentile of your cognitive functioning. You're all better. That's amazing. He was happy. And I sat for a moment, and I realized that if this was his daughter, if this was his son, the 30th percentile of cognitive functioning wouldn't been enough for them, but it's enough for me. No chance. You may have recognized I can be a little strong, and I had an opinion about this. And I looked at him in his face and I said to him, you will never tell me when I'm done. You will never tell me that I'm better. You will never tell me what I can and cannot do. Do you know what he said to me? He looked at me and he said, well, aren't you bossy? And in that parking lot that day, the bossy girl was born. I have goosebumps because I remember the day sitting in the parking lot and saying, you know what? You're damn right I am bossy. And because I'm bossy, I'm alive. And because I'm bossy, I'm going to make it. And because I'm bossy, I'm going to prove you wrong. Never saw that doctor again. But isn't it interesting, the greatest enemies we ever find in our lives sometimes define us forever? That doctor was a gift. And what I recognized in those moments, because what happened is after that day in that parking lot, I made a choice. I listened to the doctors for six months, and I was only at the 30th percentile. I had two years that I was able to grow, and I had neuroelasticity that would only last two years, and I'm almost halfway there. I was done listening to the doctors. I enrolled in my master's degree. I ended up getting an MBA in strategic leadership with a 4.0. Right? No more sitting in the dark. But what I studied was the difference between men and women and our ability to influence one another because leadership was my bag. Before this accident happened, I was the training officer of the largest human services agency in the United States. I had 16,000 employees, and in one fell swoop, I was on food stamps, in the dark, coloring as a single mom, like that. And I didn't even do anything wrong. I had to get to this next step, and I started to study this. And I started looking at the feminine energy and the masculine energy and how this creates success in our lives, or it doesn't.
okay? And the truth is, and this is not always popular, not everybody likes to talk about the difference between men and women. Some people like to believe we're all made the same, but I believe our differences and our strengths make us beautiful and make us better. So feminine energy and masculine energy are calculated differently. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but men are evaluated by what they do. Men are evaluated by their hunting, their ability to go out and make it happen. Women are evaluated by what a sweet lady she is. Women are evaluated by who they are. Men are evaluated by what they do. This is wrong. Let me tell you, some of the most influential elections in the world were lost because, you know what? I just can't vote for her because she's a bitch. Women are evaluated by who they are, not what they do. Confidence. I have two young daughters now, 14 and 3. Let me tell you something. One of the most shocking and sad statistics I will ever share with you. Going into adolescence, women and men, girls and boys, are equally confident in their ability to succeed. Coming out of adolescence, only 31% of our girls believe that they are able to succeed to the same level that the boys will. 31%. So, when we reach our 20s, women oftentimes have a confidence level that needs to be made up. Men are willing to step up right away. Women need to work their way up to that. This is why we have to redefine bossy. Competition. Men and women also look at competition differently. Unfortunately, when men compete, they say, oh, we played the game, and on the other side, things are okay. Women, because of the lack of abundance and the social constructs that have told us there's only space for so many, we end up in a spot where, you know what? <laughs> Shelly, if you make it, that means I'm not going to make it. So competition in a woman's world means only one of us can succeed. And even after the competition, we're not friends. And it creates an environment where women are not winning for each other. We're not reaching out for each other. And make no mistake, bossy reaches out for each other. The last thing is competence. We have different strengths in general in our feminine and masculine energies. In general, women excel in their emotional intelligence. And men tend to be more self-oriented, while women tend to be more community-oriented. As a result, women help others succeed, while men are striving above. We have to get a little bit more bossy, ladies. And what's happening, and I love this, and I make no no apologies for this whatsoever. People ask me, and actually I don't think they ask a lot. They already know. I'm a feminist. I love women and I love women in power. But let me be clear. I love men too. 
And I believe that men are actually some of our greatest allies in teaching us how to overcome the social constructs that we have been taught. And in my experience, men are the first ones to step up and help us do that. And is it really true that there's a glass ceiling? Is there a lid on our ability? Speaking of lids, I'm just going to go back for a second. Do you see these crabs? I see you smiling, and I think you know what this means. Oftentimes, as women, when we're put in a bushel like this, do you see that crab on the left-hand side? He's about to get out. She's about to get out. It'll never happen. You never need to put a lid on a bushel of crabs because they will all keep each other down. You're not getting out if I don't get out, which means nobody's getting out. Is that the glass ceiling? Is it? I don't know. But let me tell you what I do know. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's only one thing that you control. Does anybody know what that is? Tell me. Mindset, choices, yourself, exactly. I don't care if it's true. Let's stop fighting about if there's a glass ceiling or not because it doesn't matter. Guess what you control? You. And I don't care if your energy is feminine or masculine or anything in between. You control you. And this is all up to you. I talked to you in the beginning about how our world is changing. And it feels sometimes like we don't have many options. This is our only option. Choosing to own our power regardless of the environment that we've been given. And I put this picture up here, and it may look kind of silly, but one of the things that I've done in my time since my car accident was writing a book. And this is an excerpt from the book. And one of the things that I did was find quotes from brilliant women that I could highlight throughout my book. And I wanted a quote about love. And I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one that I really liked. So you know what I did? Damn it, I'll write it. And I'll quote myself because I am the bossy girl. What's more bossy than that? I'll own my power. And what it says, women at their best are capable of loving their followers, especially when we don't like them. And that's what it's all about. So I'm going to be real. I'm not here to spread some happy horse shit of how everything's just going to get better and it's going to be easy. And if you just smile, it'll all be okay. This not true. I wish it was. A smile didn't get me out of that dark room. But I'll tell you what. A smile keeps me making the choices that I need to make so that I can keep going. And what we're going to talk about today, I'm going to give you three tools. And they sound really easy to explain, but let me tell you, over the last five years, I've learned the hard way. None of them are easy. And they're even more difficult for women. So I'm going to share with you how we have honest inquiry, 
how we provide honest answers, and how we have honest disagreements. Why? Why am I going to share what's hard and not just what's happy? Because I care about making you successful. And when you... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.